I thank you very much for tuning in to this new episode of the Microdose Diet. So today is another treat. My guest is Vanati Parantaman. Vanati is the director of a conscious mind clinic based in Vancouver. She's from Ontario originally, but she moved a few years ago to, to BC. So she's a registered nurse with a focus on holistic health and wellness. She has extensive experience working with ketamine to treat various mental health conditions and as a therapeutic breathwork expert. So she's going to share a lot more about her work and how she uses psychedelics with clients. So my name is Peggy van der Plesch. Uh, if you follow the Microdose Diet, you know what this podcast is about. If you're not, welcome, welcome. So we're talking about all things microdosing psilocybin, but also alternative therapy to improve your life and improve your career. So you can follow my work, obviously, the usual suspect, YouTube, Substack, LinkedIn, and, and so on. So Vanati, thank you so, so much for being here today. It's really a treat to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you so much. So I really can't wait to share your insights with uh, with the audience. So, so first, what was your attraction for the holistic space and the psychedelics in particular? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, I think it started at a very young age. I say I think because um, where we come from, we in India, Sri Lanka, we have our own traditional way mm -hmm. of doing things. And so from a very young age, I started working, making my own skincare products, my own hair care products. And so I've always been drawn to the naturalistic side. But at the same time, I didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. um, but specifically in the psychedelic space, um, childhood was very heavy. There's a lot of trauma in my past. And um, with that came a lot of mental health conditions that I had to deal with. And um, going through the system, usually you're offered one or two things. You're offered medication yeah. or therapy and yeah. or both. Yeah. And I'm not knocking either one. Um, just for me, it I knew it was not any kind of chemical imbalance. Um, I didn't know mm -hmm. much about trauma back in the day, but yeah. and I didn't understand its impact on the psyche. But I knew it was more than just, hey, take a pill, get better. And so yeah. I've always, um, anytime the pharmaceuticals were kind of pushed onto me, which is kind of what happened, I would go in, you know, depression would be diagnosed. Um, for me, it was high functioning depression. And um, so the immediate thing was, uh, I'm going to prescribe you an antidepressant. So there was yeah. a lot of resistance. Um, and so over time, I just I stumbled across the way, um, because I didn't have money back then to hire a therapist or yeah. do any work in the way that, that I am able to now. And so I just stumbled my way through I did research, I applied different tools, and sometimes it got better sometimes it didn't. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, it was a really dark space. So my mental health issues came in the form of depression, PTSD, um, a few other things, but mainly on a yearly basis, it was suicidality. And since I had handled it from childhood, I know how to manage it. That being said, one year it became, it just became very, I didn't want to continue on if this was exactly. what mm -hmm. I had to deal with on a consistent basis. And I, I was not for psychedelics. I actually bought into the propaganda. I <laughs> thought it was dangerous. I was like, why would anyone want to hallucinate? That's insane. Um, my friends would tell me about their party experience. And I'm like, I don't want to see bugs crawling out of the wall. Like what <laughs> human would do this to themselves willingly? And so uh, at this one point in time, I, my depression had gotten so bad, I wasn't able to get off the floor for um, more than 
you know, a few hours at a time. Um, like I said, I had high functioning depression, so I still did what I had to do for life, but I didn't have any life in me yes, uh, to yes. live my life. Yeah. So I was on the floor and um, un unable to move, crying, just not knowing what to do. And I, I finally just kind of surrendered. I didn't realize I was surrendering in that moment, but I surrendered and I said, look, I, I can't, I don't know who I was talking to because I was still um, in between atheism and not being an atheist. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't think there's anyone out there, but I can't do this anymore. Yeah. If this is how my life is going to be, then what's the point of me progressing any further? I, I just can't keep going through this. And in the past, what had protected me was my family. I didn't want to hurt them, cause mm -hmm. more pain. Mm -hmm. But when I made this decision, it was almost like I, I accepted how bad things were. Yeah. Like, like that's I think that was what the yeah. acceptance was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then in that moment I heard had this insight voice whatever you want to call it it was one year just give yourself one year and I was like what am I going to do in one year that I haven't already done in 20 years of healing or whatever yes. this path mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. and so this it was a constant like intuition it's like one year just give yourself one year give yourself one year in that time you have full permission to do whatever it is you need to do obviously not at the expense to others but to heal yeah 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 so I was like, okay, whatever. Like I just kind of, I took it, but I wasn't really comfortable or happy with that decision. And then all of a sudden, all of the psilocybin research starts falling into my lap. I, I didn't really go out looking for it. Yeah. I don't quite remember how it came to me, but it came to me. And I was like, you're telling me I have to hallucinate to get better. I'm going to take mm -hmm. magic mushrooms. Like this just seems insane. Yeah. So I pushed it off, pushed it off. And then it kept on coming. And then I saw podcasts, I saw interviews. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, at this point in time, it wasn't openly available the way it was now. Yeah. So I found a website, I ordered it. I'm like, who knows what I'm ordering, <laughs> but whatever. I ordered it. And like I said, at this point in time, I hadn't been able to even get off the floor. So the place was a mess. Everything was a mess. I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a journey today. I didn't mm -hmm. really understand the like the structure. I didn't look into yeah, any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to start with a little bit and then I'm going to slowly add more to yeah, it yeah. if I need it. So I took, I can't, I think it was about two and a half grams of psilocybin. Oh, wow. That's still, yeah. uh, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, you know, like heroic dose, you know what, this is half a <laughs> heroic dose. So let me, let me start yeah. there. And I was sitting in the living room just waiting. I, I don't like I think I was writing or doing something. And then suddenly, I think it was about 20, 25 minutes later, I look up and I just look at the like it's almost like I was present again for the first time. I was mm -hmm. looking at the space and I still hadn't realized that the psilocybin was active. I look around and I'm like, who lives like this? Because oh, it was wow. it wasn't dirty, but it was messy. Just, yeah. I got up, yeah, started cleaning, started singing, and when I started singing while I was washing the dishes, I'm getting emotional. I stopped and I just stood there because I was like, I'm singing. Yeah. Like, I'm singing. I wasn't able to access the joy, anything for so long yeah. that I forgot what it felt like to yeah. not be so depressed in such a dark hole. So I look around and I was like, holy shit, something's happening. Sorry, yeah. I just swore. No but, worries. Um, something's happening so I just kind of went with it and I won't get too much into the journey but that journey started everything for me and in that journey I didn't realize it at the time but the path was not the path of you're going to be working with psychedelics but my path kind of appeared and 
as the years went on, reflecting back on that journey, it showed me that I was going to work with Aya. Mm -hmm. It showed me I was going to work with different things. It showed me I was going to move. It showed me I was going to go to the jungle. At that time in my understanding of this medicine, I didn't believe any of that. I just thought, okay, cool. That's nice. Great images. But as the years went on, I was like, mm. oh my goodness. There was such a seed, like a powerful seed in that first journey that came to life over the years as I continued oh. to travel this path. So yeah, that's wow. how I got in. And I became that's... super passionate when I saw the um, uh, the changes it made in me. Yeah. And then the most important part for me was the uh, healing of my family dynamic. I, I thought I would never connect with my family or my parents again. Um, but working with the medicine over the years, I was able to forgive. I was able to let go. I was able to see my own darkness the yeah, way yeah. I've mm-hmm. harmed others. And it, yeah, it just kind of been, it's been going from there. It was wow. a long-winded explanation. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, you know what, it, it actually is great because it really connects the dots, uh, you know, like your journey and, and all your personal journey brought you to your professional journey. And actually my experience is extremely similar to to yours. So I, with the research coming and you're just like, psychedelics me you know so i i i totally relate to that so one thing i would love to hear you talk more about is um your experience working in the psychedelic space the programs you offer at uh, at the conscious mind clinic yeah it was um it's been a journey it's been a wonderful journey through this space i started off with some education uh, with Theracil, I wanted to just get some, I had some, I had a lot of experiential work by this point, and I had worked with different medicines across the world. And I realized that if I'm going to do this, I need to ground myself in some form of like, you know, education as, mm-hmm. as I progress, find the mentors, find all of that. And so the first form of um, education came through Theracil. I did their certification program, and then I didn't feel comfortable or ready to deliver or work with medicine immediately. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I just kind of collected knowledge, collected more information, more theoretical, because I worked with the energetics, the esoteric. Okay. But now I'm like, okay, I need to ground myself here. Um, and then over time, I worked at uh, different companies where I offered guiding or therapeutic, or sorry, um, yeah, therapeutic support uh, for ketamine-assisted therapy. That's kind of yeah. where I got the bulk of my start. And then over time, I just moved on towards different things. And I started working at Therasil. I helped um, with the program that they're building um, with intake and um, getting clients to clinics, to practitioners that can actually provide them with uh, psychedelic assisted therapy, Health Canada approved model. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. now working at Conscious Mind Clinic, I've been here for about a year and a half. And well, it's our little baby, very proud of this space, um, very excited and honored to be here and in this clinic we our focus is on mental health and psychedelics but one of our biggest missions is to really not end up using psychedelics as the be-all and end-all they are a tool they're very powerful tools but you know it it takes work there's a lot more to it than just sitting down taking a medicine and then you know stepping out thinking that life is going to change And so, yeah, that's kind of been my path here. And now at the clinic, we offer microdosing coaching. Uh, We work with different products, but we have one that's the calming microdose, which is Amanita. Mm -hmm. It's made with a different mushroom than psilocybin. It's actually legal and Health Canada approved. So um, as an RN, that's one of the medicines that I work with. 
And then we also have uh, um, provide psychedelic assisted therapy with um, psilocybin as well as MDMA because both are approved to the Health Canada model. Mm-hmm. And so that's another service that we offer. And then the other part is harm reduction. So we really focus on safety, yes. um, educating people, helping people prepare, um, and then helping people integrate their experiences as well. Yeah. And one question, and I think, you know, like I love what you say first, that psychedelics is not the only tool. You need to do the work. You need, you know, I think a combination of tools to really make the, mo- make the most of it. Um, but mm-hmm. also the fact that you need the preparation and the integration, you know, so you don't want to go in the same mindset, but the healthcare industry, which is okay, let's pop the pill. And yeah, you go because that's that's not that. Um, I'm very curious who who are the patients who come to the clinic? What would be their profile actually for the especially for the psychedelic assisted therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the Health Canada model, what they look at is um, specific diagnoses. So it's either treatment resistant depression, end of life de- distress, or PTSD. So generally, we do have. Um, a population that has a high trauma load. Um, by the time they come to us, what has happened is they've tried everything. They've yeah. kind of been through the system for years, decades, and they've tried every medication, every therapy, all of these things. And it's and it's this is this is a very delicate piece. When they come to us, it's almost like this is my last hope. Yes. And part mm-hmm. of our work is actually to bring down the expectations because mm-hmm. we don't want to make promises that can't be delivered or may not be delivered exactly to expectations, which can then cause harm down the line. Right. So um, it just, it's, that's generally the population that we work with, especially through the health Canada model, but who walks in and who asks for support, it's all over the space. Like there's people, there are mothers that are having difficult time um, with their energy levels or they're noticing depression, or there could be relational dysfunction. There could be people that have experienced PTSD, um, and some people are simply curious. They just want to understand what it's like. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's only we we're only able to serve above ground or through the Health Canada approved model with certain diagnoses. Yes, but mm-hmm. we can definitely provide support, especially with preparation integration, as well as um, like education around psychedelics, what it is, what it's not, and how to work with it in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. And so what results have you seen in patients? Do you have um, some success stories to share? And you can, you know, obviously change the names, but anything that uh, is exciting for our audience to uh, to to hear? Yeah, there's been uh, quite a few. They've been just wonderful to work with. There's um, There was a, a, a mother I worked with uh, a while ago and for her, her OCD symptoms were quite severe. Her anxiety, she noticed there was a lot of like control in her life. Mm-hmm. And her, what I mean by control is that she needed to control a lot of things. And I'm not saying she's a controlling person. That was just one of her coping strategies. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. as we started doing the work, um, as we started understanding, diving underneath the surface, what's going on? Where is the lack of safety coming from? Where, mm-hmm. what is your, mm-hmm. like, what happened in the past? What are some of the patterns that keep carrying forward? And what is your awareness of all of this? Because that's the first step is increasing the awareness. So we did work. So I generally work with internal family systems, somatic experiencing and somatic based tools and really connecting um, the person back into their body. Most yeah. of us are heavily dissociated most of the time. 
right? Yeah. And yeah. My, myself included. And it takes yeah. sometimes it takes work to be present yeah. in this body on in this on this planet. So then for that's the first line of understanding the body, understanding how it works, and then understanding how your body works and becoming yeah. more aware of how do you respond? How does it feel internally? Just getting more of that connection going. And then she had a journey. Um, she that was the journey itself wasn't with me, but she had a journey. And then she came back to integrate the experience. And it was quite powerful. There was a lot of insights. And then with the integration process, it's not enough that we just hold on to the insights. It's like, yes, let's let's sink it in, draw, write, whatever it is, and review that as much as possible. And there's action steps that we need to take in this point, in this planet, right? It doesn't, it's not just you have this insight and then life changes. What are no. the ways that we're going to shift? What are the things that we need to look at? So we did all of that. And honestly, it within a very short, she put in the work ahead of time, which is why I knew she was going to see results because yeah. I was like, yeah. you're committed. And she started blossoming. She was able to let go of the a lot of the control. She was able to understand what's going on. She had a lot more regulation. She had a lot more, um, she had a zest for life again. You know, it was it's like, exactly. she didn't... Ah, right? I love like, that. Oh, yeah. 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 So it was, she went from not really sure what to do to really advocating for self, being way more aware of what she needs and actually taking the steps to make the shifts that she wanted to see in her life. Um, and with that came um, just a lot of benefits. And so yeah. that's what I noticed with the clients that I work with that the ones that are committed to their path, the ones that are yeah. committed to their wellness, and the ones that are willing to do all of the uh -huh. work that's required. Yeah, they tend to get a lot of the results, right? Yeah. So it's it's very powerful to see that. Yeah, and I love that you're saying that because I really, really believe that you you need to do the preparation, the integration again. Back to it's not just a pill, and and whether it's microdosing or a trip, I heard so many people going on the journey and they came back and like, oh, it changed my mind. And I went on a couple of ceremonies. I'm like. It was very powerful, but I still walk a lot around before, after, you know, like, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you just went and the life's changed. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that. So I find it yeah. very interesting that um, from your perspective, it's also like the amount of um, commitment. It's not necessarily yeah. work. Work might be the wrong word. Commitment is, is a better word. Commitment mm -hmm. to yourself, your healing, your journey. Um, yeah. that's gonna make that's gonna make a difference. And I, I love to, I'm a writer, I love to write. I've, I've always loved to write to so processing, and I do that every day. You know, if I'm upset mm -hmm. about something, I'm just writing, I'm like, what's happening? I have different little strategies. Um, so it doesn't you know escalate yeah. in, in my mind. Um, but if you just do psychedelics, yeah, your baseline might be a bit higher in terms of mood, mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, people like us who might have had more mental health issues in the past, but it's not going to bring you where you can go. Yeah. You know, so I, but I, I love that you're saying that and I'm not surprised you're saying that as well. Yeah, no, everything you said just really resonates because... It, it, so yeah, I appreciate you kind of making that distinction between work. It, it doesn't have to feel like work. It doesn't have to be this like grinding thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like it's these insights that we get there. It's the map, not the terrain. Psychedelics mm -hmm. show us the map, 
but it's yes. not the actual terrain, right? So you can't just like look at a map and say, hey, I've been there. It's like, no, yeah, you actually exactly. have to go there. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, as you were saying that, that was the image that came up to me. I love that. That's great. I took it, uh, I wrote it down. I will definitely uh, reuse <laughs> that. And uh, one of the questions I have for you as well is, you're obviously an expert in the space. So what are the most common questions you're asked um, is there something in particular you would like to share with the audience that you know people are usually quite anxious to uh, to hear more uh, more expertise on? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think the main question I get asked, and this was this happened right after um, "How to Change Your Mind" got released. Oh, uh, yes. we got a lot of phone calls, and we're like, we want we want we watched "How to Change Your Mind." We want to change our mind. Can we do that? <laughs> And it's like, yes, absolutely. With or without psychedelics, that's absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main thing to be complete, I know I sound like a bit of a broken record, but the main thing I keep seeing, especially with the way we market, we advertise in this space, I think we need to be mindful simply because we're rising expectations yeah. and it's not necessarily going to be the case. So that's what I, I, that's the most common thing I work with is like your expectations are all the way up here. My job is to bring them all the way down here and then seeing how we can move forward to get the best outcome possible. And that so, is actually the... Oh. What do you see? What are the expe- um, what, what do you see people come with in terms of expectation? Is it that just popping microdosing or popping uh, ketamine or something like that and then expecting they wake up a different person? What would be the expectations? To a certain degree, yes. I wouldn't say it's always that extreme, but once again, it's the hype around the medicine. We mm-hmm. we have we just injected something into a society that doesn't have a container for, mm-hmm. right? So we got to be careful with this. So it's powerful medicine. It's been used by humanity most of our um, trajectory. I believe. Well, we only evolved cognitively because of some kind of psychedelic. That being said, the North or North America has lost its cultural container. And we can't just place something so powerful without the necessary containers around it. So, for example, when clients come to me, um, most of the time, this is their last resort. They've tried everything or maybe they haven't tried everything, but they're desperate and Mm -hmm. they want to get better. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean by expectation, because desperation is understandable. I was there. That's how I even got onto this path. I understand. Um, but desperation, it, it, what happens is for some people, they do go through the journey, but they don't get the results they expected. What I've noticed is their mental health gets worse, right? Because if this was your, especially with the macrodose journeys, this is where yeah. I find that messaging needs to be very, very, very cautious. Um, because if we're promising, or at least we're advertising all of the clinics, ourselves included, if we're advertising these life altering experiences without adding context to what those are, um, it, it becomes problematic, right? People's yeah. mental health actually can decrease over time, because if you put all your hope on this, and it didn't give you exactly what you were looking for, and maybe you need multiple journeys, maybe you need multiple months of therapy with a particular type of therapy and then do a journey. We don't know what your constellation yeah. is. We don't know what your unique needs are until we start working with you. Some yeah. people need three prep sessions. Some people need 10 prep sessions. Some people need yeah. one integration. Some people need a lot more. Yeah. So this is what I mean that this is usually the, the, um, the con- constant conversation that I'm having 
is, well, what are you doing here? Why do you want to work with this? What are your expectations around it? And sometimes what I'm finding is it's it's quite high. These medicines are going to solve, like nothing else worked, but this is going to work, right? So that's kind of, okay. I know it's a little bit of a dampening, but that's what I'm finding. Because I understand now, because it's like, oh, what do you mean by I? But it's a bit like when I discuss with people who went on journeys and they are telling me, oh, my God, it was just, and I'm like, okay, did I do something wrong? Because, yes, it was amazing, and I I, I got a lot with my map. But mm-hmm. so I was always wondering, okay, are people exaggerating or did they really get that what is the rational but I think to your point there's also this alignment where well everyone is telling me that it's amazing so I need to say my journey was amazing and then you're creating this false sense of expectations because it is amazing but we might not all have the definition the same definition of amazing And, uh, And that's the thing. So thank you for clarifying that. And I can totally relate to that based on from the outside. I'm more of a micro doser. Um, you know, than a macro doser, but I still have done it. I still have people who've done it around me. I was always very surprised because it's like, what you're telling me seems unrealistic. And, uh, that's probably the people you see after coming to the clinic. Maybe their friends mm-hmm. told them this type of story and they think that in two weeks that's yeah. done. Yeah, no, it's it's um, usually depends on how soon after a journey did you talk to the person. If it's very close Maybe. after and it was, you know, what how like their experience was very powerful and in a positive way, yeah. um, that that excitement is very palpable. Yeah. Um, my my question is, how are you six months down the line? To yes. me, that tells me more about how impactful that particular medicine or journey was mm-hmm. um when that time is elongated and you're able to maintain not perfection but maintain yeah. what it is that you you touched in there because exactly. we didn't even get into the esoteric side of things yes, but yes yeah. there's a lot of magic that happens in here exactly to learn how to observe and read it oh that's fantastic thank you so much for all your insights we have just a couple more minutes do you have any parting thoughts anything that you want to impart the audience yeah, I, I just want to say I really appreciate the work that you're doing. I was able to kind of look at your website and just like seeing, connecting with people in the space that are on the same page, on the same path. We're all just figuring it out, you know, like even building this clinic in, in a time where the regulations aren't certain. We don't know what's going on. It's been a it's been a journey because every time we move forward, it's like, uh, I don't know what to do. And then the other piece is also finding other like-minded individuals to ensure safety in our practice, ensure that we have the support that we need. If we're working with like clients, this is more for practitioners, when we're working with clients and we're working alone, it's easy to get stuck. It's easy to not really know which way to go, but if we can surround ourselves because we need the support too, Mm -hmm. um, because we can burn out in this line of work, is having that support is really important. And I think that's something after burning out quite seriously I'm that message came back to me it's like you, you can't work on this alone you have to work yeah. in a team you have to work collectively and so I just want to say I appreciate anytime someone reaches out and really wants to understand each other's practice yes. and um, so yeah I just wanted to say and it's also important for us to find our community as practitioners. I, that's that's a very good point well thank you so so much Renati. I think in 30 minutes you gave us so much to you know, understand, sleep on and, you know, uh, 
make make our own. I really, really appreciate your time and insights and, and really all the all the great information you you convey with everyone. Thank you so much, Peggy. It was such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you very much. Have a great day, Vanity. All right. Bye.